0: Hello and welcome to the Bundesliga show, brought to you by Over the Bar with your hosts, myself, Rory Petrie, and of course, Mark Broadhurst, uh, tuning in as always this week after another very entertaining Bundesliga weekend's worth of action uh, there's been a shock there's been goals and there's also been a few ball draws so everything we've been covered this weekend uh, thank you for tuning in as always and um, if you are tuning in for the first time or for the 10th time um, please do us and yourselves a favour by clicking that big red button to subscribe um, and of course clicking the bell icon so you don't miss out on a show, especially as we are producing more content week on week. Things like our Derby Day dive-ins which will be coming out very soon and of course the European edition of the show. So please do subscribe so you don't miss out on anything. and Please also do the same if you are listening on a audio platform. Right. As a tradition, before we get into the results, we will go over to Mark for Mark's mystery anagram after I believe we've had a couple of successful answers from last week. And to, of course, reveal this week's new anagram. So, Mark, over to you for this week's mystery anagram.
1: Yeah, so let's take a quick look at the anagram from last week, which, as uh, as uh, Rory correctly said, we actually had two people that got it correct, which is fantastic. The first time in a few weeks, this time, which we'll announce the names in a minute. But, yeah, if you remember, guys, last week's uh, uh, anagram was Fife Hem Hon. Yeah, a kind of Scottish-sounding name, but of course... <laughs> It wasn't a Scottish person or a Scottish name. It was the Bundesliga club, Hoffenheim. Yeah, it was Hoffenheim. A a bit of an easier one, to be fair, this week. Yeah, but we've got a really, really good one coming for you this week. But, yeah, I just want to say congratulations to to Paul McGarrigy and uh, Rory's brother, Craig Petrie. So, very well, guys. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's the first time we've had two people getting it correct. And, yeah, I hope you guys also got it correct on the audio platform as well. Obviously, you can't – unfortunately, you can't uh, tell us if you did get it correct, but still continue playing and uh, just for your own enjoyment and fun. So let's have a look at this week's uh, new anagram on the doors this week, which is a fantastic one. It is, in fact, a material nozzle gorp <laughs> i think that has to be my favorite uh, anagram that we've had on the bundesliga show 2020 to 2021 <laughs> so far this season so yeah if you guys want to take a pen and write down on our audio platforms it's four words this one the first word is a. then it's material m-a-t-e-r-i-a-l the th- third word is nozzle n o double z l e and then it's gorp g o r p yeah so remember every anagram has to be either a club a player or a manager related to the bundesliga last week's was hoffenheim Let's see if you can get this one. This is a much tougher one. If any of you do, then uh, I'll be really impressed this week. So, yeah, let's remember, guys, comment down in our comment section as well. Make sure you keep interacting with us because that's really, really important to us as well. So, yeah, that's your Mark's Mystery Anagram for this week. So let's swiftly move on to the correct scores from this another kind of topsy-turvy weekend. We had some classics and some boar fests as well this week. So, yeah, let's have a little look there. Yeah. So as you can see on the bottom of your screen, you've got the correct results. Let me just go through them a bit more detail. So on Friday night, we started with probably the game of the week. A fantastic 5-3 win for Wolfsburg at home against Bremen. That was a really, really topsy-turvy tie. It was unclear right into the last few minutes who was going to win that. But yeah, 5-3 win for Wolfsburg. Then we had a, a one all draw between Augsburg and Freiburg on Saturday, uh, in addition to a 2-1 home win for Leipzig against Bielefeld. Then we had a fantastic 3 all draw between Union High Flying, Union Berlin, and draw specialist Frankfurt. And then we had a, a sue derby on a Saturday afternoon as well, which ended quite predictably, I guess, in a Bayern 3-1 away win at Stuttgart. Then we had the shock of the weekend and one of the shock, probably the shock of the season, this one, with FC Cologne ending a long, long winless run with a 2-1 win at Borussia Dortmund. Yeah, they just can't get any consistency, can they, Dortmund? And then we ended in a in a a Nordrhein Westphalia derby, which ended in a 4-1 win for Munk and Gladbach against dreadfully struggling Schalke. Then moving on to the uh, the Sunday games, we had two draws, a nil-nil draw between Leverkusen hosting Hertha Berlin, and a 1-0 draw between slowly improving Mainz hosting Hoffenheim. So yeah, that's your scores on the doors for this week so let's swiftly move on now to the otb's featured four which is mine and rory's shared four best games of the week i think this week it was relatively clear i guess so let's have a look at the over the bars featured four and the first game we're going to start with probably the game of the weekend really on the friday night thriller in wolfsburg the home of volkswagen for an absolutely brilliant five-three win for Wolfsburg, yeah. So, Rory, what did you make of that one? Did you catch that thriller?
0: I did indeed. Yeah, um, it was hard to keep up with, to be honest. Um, often, as I'm watching these games, I'm I'm uh, I'm scribbling down some notes um, to uh, obviously yeah. keep keep an eye on what's going on. And and every time I put my head in in my laptop to make a note something else was already happening and so yeah fantastic game uh, to watch fantastic uh, advertisement for the bundesliga in general i'd say and um, yeah end to end like you've mentioned already really really topsy-turvy and um, the game's result was you know was in doubt well up to the well up to the final whistle and um, so yeah fantastic game itself um just to say about it in general before we get into the actual nitty gritty details about it. Um, fantastic from Wolfsburg there. You know we've you know we've kind of given them a bit of a bit of stick uh, earlier on in the season for for their lack of goals and not not really looking much of a threat going forward. And and now the goals really are flowing. Um, so credit to them. They they've really kind of got themselves going. Um, you know, they've now got uh Veghorst who's, who's getting got goals more regularly now, which is fantastic for him. And, and everything is kind of just, um starts clicking into place for them. Naturally, they're they're still uh one of one of two unbeaten teams in the Bundesliga themselves and, and Leverkusen. Um, so things are looking really good for Wolfsburg, they're looking like they can really challenge on a European front. Uh, in terms of getting themselves into a European place uh, by the end of the season. I think probably the fact for them that they don't have to play in Europe at the moment, because as we've mentioned, they they didn't quite make it through into the Europa. That could be a blessing in disguise when we're saying we're talking about other clubs maybe struggling at the moment because it's such a packed schedule if you're playing in Europe. Um, So things are looking really good for Wolfsburg. And so in, in such fact that they may well be thinking top four is well within our reach Um so yeah really impressive Um certainly at, at times both teams didn't help themselves out in the game Um but certainly well the first goal of the game is um is a sloppy bit of play from Wolfsburg themselves losing the ball in the corner and um, it's a good bit of play to win the ball back and it's it's slid across for a bit and caught to to hammer home to put Verder in the lead to start with so Um, Yeah, some questionable defending going on at times, but that's what makes these games so exciting often. So yeah, really, really kind of positive um, end result for Wolfsburg. And they're showing a lot of character and a lot of um, a lot of kind of, well, showing signs of the team is starting to gel more than anything else. So very entertaining game indeed. Yeah,
1: definitely. I think the game was so topsy-turvy. Obviously, as you said, uh, Werder Bremen taking the lead and then Wolfsburg turning it round. I think the goal that gave Wolfsburg the first lead as well, the 2-1, was an amazing header from huge centre-half Brooks. And then, obviously, he was also behind like a bizarre own goal, which made it 3 all in the 47th minute, to be honest. I mean, it was like a pullback from the fullback and it just kind of hit Brooks and like span in off the post, yeah. I think he was looking at the ground as if, like, how the hell did that go in? You know, <laughs> but it can. Ha- I think it was just that kind of game, wasn't it? But, yeah, I mean, vague horse with the key goal of 4-3 as well. That's just what he does, isn't it? Obviously, he's been a talisman. I think he got 17 last season and roughly the same the year before as well. Mm-hmm. And he's well on course now for another close to 20-goal haul again this season. He's a real uh, kind of obviously linked link to Spurs as well. But yeah, I think also another point. I was a really good assist as well for the first goal uh, from Bremen as well from Asako. Yeah. I think okay, that's yeah. becoming like, that's becoming like more and more of a, a trend now in the Bundesliga. Japanese players just doing really really well, and often yeah. they kind of they come from these attacking midfield positions as well. Like the next game we're going to cover, there's another Japanese guy, Kamada, as well for uh, Frankfurt, who's also having a really good season i think yeah they, these japanese players they, they seem to be really finding their home in the bundesliga which is it's quite interesting really because obviously um right it, it's known as a very physical and a lot of the the german players are very big guys out there like six two plus kind of guys but yeah they, i think these the, the japanese players often quite nippy players really they uh find their way through the gaps and uh, <laughs> yeah it's good are, are you happy to see so many Japanese players succeeding there, Rory.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's nice to see. Uh, there seems to be a you know a good tradition of um, these Asian Asian players coming over and and kind of um, thriving in in the league itself. Obviously, we've seen um, some really exciting players like um, Shinji Kagawa. Um, certainly, springs to mind a uh, player who played at Dortmund. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm not quite sure what what it is that you know brings them over. Um obviously the Bundesliga is a fast-paced league, which in that regard suits suits that kind of nimble sort of player. Um but you are right in saying that as well as that there is a lot of physicality in the league. Maybe not as much as say the Prem, uh, the Premier League, or maybe you know Serie A in, in Italy, but certainly um there, there's, you know, a good a good amount of physical players in in the division. But yeah, Sarko was was really good for Werder, I thought like they they played a you know a, a big part in what was a fantastically entertaining game. Um, Bitten was you know getting into the box and creating dangerous scenarios as well. Um, so certainly Wolfsburg looked like they could be got at, and hence hence why you know there was three goals against them in the first place. Um, so. Naturally, it's not a disaster for Verde, obviously, compared to their their season last season, they're still doing okay. Um, there's you know, they're scoring goals, Bittencourt is is still their key man, but like you said, if he's getting help from the likes of Osako and, and other players like that, then that's gonna help them massively. Um obviously the the worry will be conceding five, that's probably a few too many to be conceding. There was a there was a sixth technically, but they they uh, Wolfsburg had a goal ruled out um, correctly by VAR. Um, so yeah, it was a really entertaining game, really topsy turvy. But that's obviously what makes the Bundesliga so entertaining. Um, things are looking fantastically uh, optimistic for Wolfsburg going forward. Werder. Um, no, no real disaster by being involved in one of those games. Naturally, as a fan of Werder Bremen, you'd be pretty gutted um, by the result. But either way around, what a start to the weekend it was. It was, yeah.
1: And I think another kind of topsy-turvy uh, evening was summed up by Kevin Mervald as well. He was subbed on after 35 minutes. He got the equaliser with a, a crazy header. I don't know if he actually meant it, to be honest. Probably not. I think he was just trying to flick it on uh, to make it 2-2 in the game. And then, of course, was sent off at fo- the scoreline of 4-3 for a second yellow. So, I mean, that was a really eventful kind of uh, sixty uh, 50 minutes or so from him on the pitch. Yeah, which kind of summed up the match, I guess, in a way. So, yeah, so let's move on to the next featured match, which was another really, really good game, a six-goal thriller. The goals were indeed shared as well between Union Berlin and Frankfurt. I mean, Union went 2-0 up before you could even look at your watch and realize the game had finished, to be honest, started should say, yeah. I didn't even realise it had started and I saw it was already 2-0. So, yeah, I mean, both of the goals could perhaps have been prevented. The first one was a little bit scrappy, wasn't it? And then another penalty, which uh, it was a penalty, but it was a bit of a clumsy tackle really from the defender. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Max Cruiser, captain fantastic, putting it away again. But then, yeah, I mean, it was one of those games a little bit like some of the games you can see when a team go 2-0 up very quickly. Like they just fall apart, don't they? And it was just one of those, Rory. Do you think? Do you think Frankfurt came back into it really well though? Um,
0: yeah, they did. Uh, although I have to say that after Union took their 2-0 lead, they had at least two huge chances to make it three, which then in effect does kill the game. Um so if one of those goes in, then I would would have expected Union to see it out quite comfortably. Um, but like as you mentioned, two 0 is one of those weird, dangerous scores for a team um, that you can try and is, you can try and sit on it. But realistically, that next goal is always going to be really important. Um, and obviously, Frankfurt were able to get it via Andre Silva, as always. Um, and then that that obviously changes the game. And then ten minutes later. Um, The equaliser does come from another kind of looping header, um, similar to which we saw in in the game we just chatted about. But I think this one, Silver actually means. He he looks like he knows what he's doing with it. Um, So that's 2-2. And the game is obviously completely on its head. um, And the comeback is obviously um, completed in effect um, when in the second half, Baz Dust... Um, is, is put in, uh, well, teed up by the brilliant commander for his second assist of the game, um, having set up Silva for his first. Um, so then you're looking at, yeah, 2-0 down to 3-2. Can Frankfurt hold on to complete? It would be a fantastic win for them. But um, the equaliser <laughs> did come. Max Cruz had to have the last laugh of this fantastic game with an absolute thunderbolt of a strike to make it three-three at the end. Yeah, absolute class, Max Cruiser. Um, just fantastic hit, really. Like it was on one of those ones that can go like blasting miles <laughs> high or wide. But he connected, and it yeah, it settled, settled into the top corner perfectly to. To cap off what was another fantastic game of football. Um yeah, it had it all great goals, some nice, nice football, and of course some dodgy keeping, which we've mentioned. Um certainly for the first goal for for Union's first one, uh trap just basically gets done by the bounce and it bounces off his chest um and it's poked home. And even Frankfurt's first goal, um, there's a really good pass from Commander into Silver, but The keeper comes out and commits to it, and he kind of slides past the ball. So it opens up the goal for Silva to basically tap home into an open net. If the keeper stands his ground, he can narrow the angle for Silva and then maybe make a save. So, yeah, keepers didn't uh, exactly cover themselves in glory in that one. Um, But, yeah, another fantastic game of football. Union going from strength to strength in Frankfurt should not be underestimated by any stretch. They're a really dangerous side. Silver and Dost, like, they're forming a really formidable partnership at the moment. It's very enjoyable to watch.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think with that front three, obviously, Silver, Dost and uh, Kamada as well, I think they've got real potential in that side. Like, it, again, I think that one of those sides has been a few teams this year that they struggle to kind of turn draws into wins, don't they? I mean, when you get that third goal to go 3-2 up, I mean, as you mentioned, I mean, probably Union should have been well out of sight before they were given the chance to do that. But when you do get that third goal, you've got to be seeing the game out, haven't you? I mean, I know it's a brilliant goal to, to equalise. It was the goal of the game by far, Cruz's second But still, I mean, you've got to be finding a way to kind of win those games. We saw last week against Leipzig, who are probably the better side as well. And they just kind of can't see these games out, can they, at times? um, We've mentioned it with a few teams as well. I think uh, Werder Bremen are one of them as well. They, They seem to take a lot of leads, but can't see them out. And obviously Stuttgart, who we'll look at a bit later as well. They seem to go in front in every game, but can't see the wins out. And I think that Frankfurt are becoming another of those sides as well at the minute. They just can't quite get over the line. As you say, I don't, think they'd be, I don't think Kevin Trapp has had his best season, to be honest. He was quite a big coup, obviously, from Paris Saint-Germain. Like he made his name in Frankfurt and then he went to Paris. And then, obviously, they were lucky enough to bring him back. But he they probably want a little bit more from him, really, because he is making a few errors over the course of the season. And yeah. he's one of the kind of big names, along with Andre Silver and Baz Durst. He's kind of like their big name, really, isn't he? So, you want a little bit more from your kind of big player in that respect. But yeah, I mean, Frankfurt, there's nothing to worry about. But I guess they do want to be pushing onto those European places because mm-hmm. uh, they do have a squad that are capable of that. But it's just, um, yeah, it's just about holding on for those wins, I guess, to kind of get the maximum points on the board. So, yeah, talking of teams that took maximum points this week, let's move on to Gladback's. 4-1 thrashing of beleaguered schalke yeah i mean we've mentioned schalke's problems a number of times on the show but to be honest in this match i thought they were good until uh, uh gladback got the second goal but i think they had a couple of chances at one one i mean they hit the post through the free kick from Uth. i thought Uth had a really good game actually this week yeah yeah, I mean, he probably has been the, one of their only kind of uh, strong spots this season. He's got a few goals and he's kind of been the one that's kind of trying to pull the strings for the attack. But, yeah, I think overall, I think um, Gladbach, in the end, especially second half, they just completely ran away with it, really, didn't they, Rory?
0: Yeah, Matt, yeah, absolutely agree. Um, it was a close game, in fairness. Um, certainly the first 20 minutes uh, were kind of... Both teams kind of going down each end and, and having chances. Um, naturally, I mean the first the first goal, the Gladback goal, um, comes obviously as, as they win the ball in midfield, and then Bolo has a chance as he's played through, and the keeper saves it. And then I've no idea how Neuhaus's effort has actually gone gone in because it goes past four or maybe five Schalke defenders at least, and it kind of dribbles over the line as it hits one of one of their players backsides basically and, and dribbles in um so fair play for him i mean no, i don't think he's even picked picked a corner it's gone in the middle of the goal so yeah that that was a bit of an odd one for me i wasn't quite sure how that went in but to their credit shout because they did respond really well um and they obviously created chances their goal comes from a bit of sloppy play from marcus Thuram. um actually out of anyone else is quite a bit of a shot. Plays a loose pass and oots picks it up in the middle of the park. Um and then plays a lovely clipped uh through ball over to Raman, and and his finish is beautiful. Um controlled volley into the top corner of the net. Um so it's a delightful equalizer, um probably the best of the game I'd say in terms of how the goals went in. Um and they were looking really really promising. And then just a slight maybe lack of concentration and they get glad get an overlap basically and, and it's and it's poked in by vent I think gets the second goal. Um so yeah, obviously that that would have been quite demoralizing for them. Um to then obviously it's all about the next goal at two-one. If it goes to three when you're a team that are struggling, then you effectively think the game's over, which it does eventually come um from a free kick which is played in um it's headed back into the area and then it's just a bit of a gold mouse scramble and and Chiram puts it in um and then a fourth fourth eventually comes for for Wolf on um, on the break and, and Plie sets him up basically um yeah the second half it could have probably been any number the gladbach were almost messing around a little bit because probably, they probably they would have been Shooting themselves in the foot if if Schalke had actually got a few few more themselves because it could yeah Gladback should have had five or six, um, but yeah that, that's the problem with with when you're at the bottom of the league and Schalke you're struggling um, obviously to hold on and play against top quality opposition especially for for a full ninety minutes is very tricky um, and they gave everything they could but ultimately you know, especially when. They're chasing goals, and Gladbach can break on them. It's just that's when the game gets a bit more ugly, um, and the goal difference gets hit again. So it's an, another minus three for them, and stuff like that. So, um, but you've got to take positives from what you can. And like you said, Oots have been playing, has played quite well in the last couple of games, um, and obviously, Raman as well has got himself a goal. Hopefully, that'll give him a bit of confidence uh, going forward in, into next week. But that was a really important win for Gladbach, really, as well, because they obviously have been dropping points in, in silly games um and ended up with draws as well. So that keeps them in obviously in the race, and they're not too far adrift of the of the top four now. Um obviously that they're a bit far off the top, uh, top end itself. Um, but yeah, that was an important win for Gladbach. Schalke, yeah bit desperate at the moment but they're not too far adrift yet they're certainly not beyond redemption but yeah they're starting you know we're in game we've just finished game week nine getting into double digits now game week 10 you see patterns and this isn't a fluke they are you know they're relegation candidates for sure so they need to try and turn it around as quickly as possible
1: yeah, I think one of the things that always stands out for me with Schalke is that when they lose, it's usually backerings as well. Like, you, you very rarely see them lose 2-1 or 1-0. It's always like 4-0 or 4-1 or as we saw earlier in the season, 8-0 against Bayern. Uh, it was the same. It's been the same all the way through this win when they last got the win uh, on the 17th of January, which was surprisingly against Gladbach as well, obviously, in mm-hmm. the Stadium. But maybe they were just hoping for a bit of kind of, um, you know, like uh, lightning strikes twice, so to speak, beating Gladbach in January. And then again, uh, this time, but obviously it wasn't to be. I think the other problem for them now is seven games without a win for Manuel Baum as well. Obviously he came in just before the third game of the season, replacing David Wagner. but it's now seven games without a win for him as well. And what stage do this does he start to come under pressure because mm-hmm. I mean, obviously he's coming without much experience. He's been involved with like the German national team structure and it's um it must be must be getting a little bit worried because they got labor queues in next next week again another of those big five let's call them nowadays and yeah. it's not really any easier is it i mean you've got to get that win from somewhere and it's um but i think the ones that i looked at i was having a little look further ahead i mean just before the christmas break they've got three games and they play Augsburg away which is still tricky but i guess it's winnable mm-hmm. then they've got Eiberg and Bielefeld just before Christmas. So I mean, those three. I mean, if there's no win in those three, I mean, you're really going to be questioning whether to fire the manager, aren't you? I mean, yeah, so, yeah. So it's 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 very very bleak for Schalke at the minute. But as you say, they're not cut adrift at the minute. There's still a few sides struggling in there. So I mean, um, yeah, they are currently uh two points adrift of 16th, which is the relegation playoff. And only three points adrift of 15th, which is safety. So it's yeah. not all bloom for them. They've still got something to uh, kind of keep them going at the minute. So, yeah, so let's move on to the fourth and final um, OTBs feature four, which was the SUD derby, the South derby between Stuttgart and Bayern. Yeah. And I think both of us predicted a Bayern win, but we expected uh, Stuttgart to be competitive, which they were. I mean, especially for the first half, they were very, very competitive. Before having a goal disallowed as well, uh, in my opinion, it was probably just about correct. I think Koulibaly yeah. did. When I first saw it, I was like, "What? why have they disallowed that? But then on the replay, you can see, yeah, I mean, he's clearly dragged him back just to yep. kick the ball. So I think it was correct. Mm-hmm. Another good decision from the VAR system in Germany. And then I think after that, I mean, Bayern kind of went on to dominate, really. And then the second half was a bit of a not so eventful, really. It was mostly one-sided before Douglas Costa, obviously on the break, on his return to Bayern, uh, getting a classic Douglas Douglas Costa goal, in kind of cutting it and then smacking it into the bottom corner. Rory, do do you think it was comfortable or do you think Stuttgart gave it a good goal?
0: No, I think Stuttgart gave it a really good go, actually. Like you mentioned, um, the first half was very even. And I think I think you're right. I do agree with you. I think the VA, VAR call is right. I think, yeah, it is a foul on Neuer, just about. Um, I'm not even sure Kua Bali needs to do it, um, yeah. to be honest. like Maybe you can be a bit more cute about it. But, yeah, I think ultimately it's the right decision. But that's obviously a big... A big turning point in the game if they can go in 2-1 up at half time you never know um but then yeah the game's turned on his head because instead of going 2-1 up into half time you're going into half time 2-1 down because Lewandowski um hits an, a fantastic strike from from i don't know 25-ish yards out and and then nestled in into the corner so a fantastic strike from the pole um yeah the the current uh, top goal scorer in in the league showing his class as always we don't need to um we don't need to say much else about him because we know his class and we know how how talented he is and what a great striker he is and that that ultimately is a huge huge blow and a huge turning point in the game itself um and then as you correctly alluded to Mark the second half was a lot more a lot more quiet um Stuttgart probably created two or three half chances not genuinely big ones I'd say uh, I think there's a chance near the end where Neuer has to has to palm out a shot and um, to his right hand side Um, but yeah naturally Stuttgart are pushing to get the point by and then hit them on the break and as you mentioned Costa with a with an effort on the edge of the area and um, Koman's a player that continues his good form as well. Uh, he got himself a goal and an assist. Well, an assist. He passed it to Lewandowski. Um so, but yeah, he's been really good of late, Coleman. So I think he deserves a shout-out because he's been one of the the better players for Bayern. Um in a period where they've been playing okay. Um, certainly not their firing best that they kind of got off to this fantastic start and it's kind of hit a bit of a pause, a bit of a stall, you know, the odd draw here, obviously the loss to Hoffenheim was uncharacteristic, I guess. Um, but that's the nature of the beasts because Bayern are such such a giant and have such a talent pool that even when they're not playing amazing, they're, they're obviously able to get these wins ultimately, which keeps them at the top of the league. Um, so yeah, uh, it was a really good game. So derby, really well contested. Uh, naturally, it just it did go the way of the form book um, as as Bayern would, were expected to win. Um, but yeah, as you know, the new boys to to the division. Well, not new boys to the Bundesliga, but Stuttgart certainly gave it gave it their all. And I think they missed, or they certainly missed Gonzalez from an attacking point of view. Uh, obviously, not having him available. You know, kind of working in partnership with Castro and and Didavi and and players like that. He was he was a big miss, I think, for for the home side. But yeah, a really good game of football as per usual the Bundesliga, uh, Bundesliga. Yeah, I think that is a key point as
1: well. The fact that Gonzalez, obviously Koulibaly did get the goal as a replacement, which to be fair to him, but I think he didn't quite lead the line as well as what Gonzalez has been doing in recent weeks, you know. And obviously a couple of other names missing there as well for Stuttgart. I think another point is maybe the goalkeeper, uh, Gregor Kobel didn't perhaps uh, cover himself with glory for the first and second i mean obviously it's very difficult because it's i mean i wouldn't save those shots do you know what i mean so <laughs> it's, uh, easy for us to criticize but i mean the way you see it, when they get a big hand on it like that like you did with the first and second goal you kind of think you know could he have just pushed it wide but as you say it was a great i think especially the second one with the Lewandowski one could have been saved perhaps but mm-hmm. i mean I this well, one maybe would have been a bit harsh because he did kind of put it right in the corner yeah but, i mean got a big hand to it but still i mean it, it wasn't easy I, I think they were just minor minor errors you could say really from the goal yeah game, but not major errors yeah okay so let, let's that's enough for our over the bars featured four so let's just quickly recap the other five games Of the Mm -hmm. week. Let's start on Saturday with the Augsburg one, Freiburg one. I mean, this was kind of a game for me. This was like Freiburg dominated until uh, for the first half, and then it was uh, mostly uh, Augsburg in the second half, really. I think it was, um, I mean, they got the goal that they deserved through Trifo, Freiburg. They dominated up until that point, but then for the kind of the last 20 minutes, especially last 25 minutes. It was very much all Augsburg. I mean, it wasn't a classic at all, that game. It was kind of a classic, um, you know, it was, it was a game that both sides would have felt they could have won, but I think it was, a, it was certainly not one that will stay long in the memory, that one, Rory.
0: Yeah, not at all. A um, bit of a deadlock in the first half, and then a couple of goals did come, obviously, eventually in the second half. Um, yeah, Freiburg certainly would have been... The more desperate, out of the two to try to, to try to cling on to those three points, um, as they're starting to get sucked in into a relegation kind of battle, or certainly in the back, you know, of their minds, certainly about it. Um, but ultimately, Alsberg are a very hard team to beat and they don't give up very easily and they go to the end and Vargas is obviously there at the back post to to smash in and get themselves another point on the board, which is fantastic for them. They're continuing their very good form. Um, so pointing in the right direction for Alsberg and Freiburg, I think obviously will be gutted not to get the three, but a point away from, you know, their relegation zone and from that bottom three isn't a bad thing either
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, One all draw there. And then uh, Leipzig just about edging out Bielefeld. I think if this had been earlier in the season, before the Champions League, you'd have been asking a few questions of Leipzig. But obviously with the number of games and these kind of long... Obviously they went to Paris on Tuesday where they played really well. They were unfortunate to lose. I think they rested a few games as well. Guys like Samardzic and Serlot getting a start. Obviously, missing yeah. missed the penalty, too. He, he just can't get started, can he, Lot? But I think Samadzic, obviously, getting a really good assist for the mini-magician yeah. Angelino, who just can't stop scoring. I mean, he's been one of the <laughs> players in the Bundesliga, I mean, Then, yeah, a really kind of a kind of ugly second goal, really, where the uh, a big mistake from the defender and then comfortably put away by uh, Nkuku. But, yeah, I mean, again, probably not a classic this game, but... I think from a Bielefeld perspective, it's just like they're always involved with these games, aren't they? But they just can't get the results, Rory.
0: Yeah, they're just getting... Well, they're in a bad habit of being involved in these games where we keep on saying, oh, if only this or if only that, and they keep on coming on the wrong side of it. Um, So, yeah, that that's certainly unfortunate from, from their point of view. Um In the first half, I think, obviously, Angelino, quality again. I mean, he could have had a first half hat-trick. He had at least three shots that were genuine chances of going in um like says some artists coming in with with a quality quality through ball assist for the for angelino's goal and then yeah obviously how have got themselves in trouble again playing from the back Held this ugly thing where it's just gotta go um you know a little nerdly pass back to the keeper doesn't get there and then Olmo is obviously on hand to to pass it to Uncuckoo uh, to smash home and then then you're up against it like it's hard enough coming back 2-0 against a Bundesliga team it's hard enough coming back against an RB side um so they had everything to do um their goal by Klaus um uh Kloss, rather um was a really good one actually pretty rubbish defending by Konate I think like He's completely done him, done himself the wrong way and tried to get ahead of um, the striker on the throw-in. And then Kloss just uses his strength really well, really composed as well. Doesn't rush it, doesn't, you know, throw a leg at it, just taps it in into the near post. Um, and then last 2-1, and they could, they could have nicked a point, um, but unfortunately... It's just if, buts and maybes at the moment and they're, yeah, they've been pulled into second from bottom at the moment. But they're always in the contest and that's what gives me the belief that they've still got a great chance again of surviving uh, this season. Yeah, and obviously close. He was like the
1: talisman last season as well. So they'd be happy for him to get a goal. As you say, he had a couple of chances to make it two all as well after the the first goal, yeah. I mean, obviously, the other talking point is Sirlo missed penalty as well. You, It was a great save, actually. We've talked a lot about pretty average goalkeeping this week, but that was a really good save on the penalty mm-hmm. as well. But yeah. it's, uh, he just needs to get that first goal. I mean, I wasn't overly impressed with the signing of him pre-season. He spent quite a lot of money, which is unlike – I mean, for a German club, it was really a big amount of money. I think it was €25 million Euros he spent on him, and I just yeah. wasn't – Internet, I'm still yet to be like overly convinced that he's a good signing to be honest with you. I mean, I wish him well,
0: but I mean, he's got to improve really, has not he? It, it was a bit of an odd one as well because Sabitzer had been subbed on mm. ten minutes beforehand, so I don't know why he didn't take the pen. Well, yeah. I, obviously, I presume it's to get hit all off a bit of confidence, but. Obviously, he misses it and then Arminia come back into it. If if they, if they had drawn the game, then that would have been a really bad decision. So, yeah, very strange for me.
1: I think he won it, yeah, but I totally agree with you that you've got to have like, your main man tucking it away because they probably thought, well, you know, it's 2-0, we're 20 minutes to go, we're, we're home and clear. It doesn't matter if we score it. But, I mean, obviously, it goes in football, anything can happen OK, yeah, and then obviously moving on, some people might be surprised that we didn't have this as a featured game, especially Cologne fans, I'm sure, will be a bit disappointed. But obviously, again, there were four amazing high-scoring thrillers out there this weekend. So, yeah, Cologne's 2-1 win in Dortmund didn't quite make it. But, I mean, what a win that is. I mean it just it's just incredible football is just an incredible game isn't it sometimes it's like you can't do anything you can't get a win for love no money and then all of a sudden you, your tunisian defender shakiri uh, ends up with a double like a scrappy double really wasn't it but i think <laughs> they're both from corners kind of rebounds from corners you know but i mean what a win rory
0: yeah it was fantastic for for cologne getting their first win of the season huge huge win for them Um completely unexpected again uh, obviously especially with Dortmund at home um, and yeah it was a weird one because obviously cologne played really really well and they I, for me they deserved to take three points Dortmund obviously had their chances there hit the bar through Sancho early on and Harland has a great chance to equalize right, right at the death. But I think from one point of view, very well done Cologne, fantastic points. And they obviously had a routine from the corner, but to, to get done once by it's fine because obviously there was a routine flicked onto the near post and there he is at the back stick to, to get the first goal. But then to be done by it twice, it's literally a carbon copy of the first goal and to not get your your defense in in place and set for what you know for what is to come is really poor from from Dortmund from my point of view that's really bad um so yeah that that's not fantastic that, that will certainly disappoint Dortmund fans and they they wouldn't have seen that coming for a mile um drops them down to fourth now which is a bit of a surprise um they play such great um, attacking football, but they have left themselves vulnerable on on occasion. And foregoing that, we have to, you know, have to hold our hands up and say, "Well done, Cologne. That's brilliant for them. Obviously, it, it gets them right back into the mix. First win of the season. I'm sure they can only go on from here." Um, as we've mentioned, some bad keeping this this weekend. I have to say, I thought uh, Timo Horn was really good in there. Really, really good for them as well. So hats off to him. He, he had a really good game.
1: Yeah, I, I was going to say the same, actually, Rory. I mean, it was an amazing performance from him. It, he's not had the best of seasons as well. He has been getting a bit of criticism as well from the, the fans and pundits alike. But, I mean, yeah, you could say he won them the game. I just couldn't believe that Haaland missed. So, I mean, it was like... Yeah. I, mean, I know it was coming to him fast, but, I mean, usually that's bread and butter for Haaland, isn't it? I mean, he you could see it was just sometimes like if there's any criticism of Haaland he does sometimes have those days where it's just not going for I mean I know he's still a very young player and it doesn't happen very often you're literally looking at like one game in five where he he has these days you know but I mean it definitely was one of those days for him this uh, yesterday wasn't it I mean it was a poor performance from him really yeah Okay, so let's swiftly move on to the Sunday games. Now, recently, the Sunday games have been really entertaining, but this weekend wasn't one of those weekends, to be honest. You you could be starting to think that maybe teams like Leverkusen and Hoffenheim, they are starting to get a little bit jaded because, I mean, they've literally played every single Thursday and Sunday for the last, what, four weeks? And they've got to do this for the next two weeks as well. So, I mean, it's really brutal. But they were
0: tired, especially from Leverkusen. You know, that was a really
1: tired performance from them, I think, Rory. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's about as nil-nil as you can get that game. It was a ball draw, not many chances. I think probably the highlight was potentially a free kick in the second half for Demir uh, Demirabe. Um, so, yeah, there's really not much to say about it. Hertha will take the point on the road for sure. Leverkusen still unbeaten in the Bundesliga. that They'll take that. But, yeah, n- not the greatest of games. And Leverkusen, yeah, they did look tired.
1: Yeah, I think Hertha will definitely be the happier of the sides. And I think for Leverkusen, obviously, it was probably the poorest performance of the season because it's been a really good season from them so far. And I think the, the only positive is that they did remain unbeaten as well. Obviously, it's nine games unbeaten for them on the season. And I yeah. think in football, it's one of them where when you play, when it just doesn't happen for you, you've just got to make sure you don't lose, haven't you? And I mean, Hertha, they're underperforming this season, no question. But I mean, they have been decent on the road even this season. So I think it's still a solid point. And I, I did predict a draw because I just, I was just thinking the way that Leverkusen have been playing, they've been brilliant for the last, what, five or six rounds before this week. And I just thought they can't keep this up, you know, with, with all the European football as well. And yeah, I think I guess both sides will be relatively happy with the point, but the performance was um, it was certainly not a game for the neutrals, that's for sure. Okay, and then the other game was Mainz v Hoffenheim, which also ended up in a one-all draw. A slightly better game, but again, not really a game that's going to long in the memory. Mainz taking the lead from Robin on and you're just thinking, you know. I remember I was thinking to myself, you know, if they can get two wins in a row, they're going to be in a really decent position. And you're just thinking Hoffenheim off form. They've been they played away in Europe over the weekend. You're just thinking, you know, they're, they're just going to go on and win this game. But obviously it wasn't to be in the second half. Ryan Sessegnon set up Ilhas Babu, who uh, who leveled the game before a late uh, Geiger red card. But I think probably Hoffenheim was slightly the better side. Would you agree with that, Rory?
0: Yeah, it, it was a close game. Um, not a very nice goal actually from Mainz. Um Obviously, Mateta um, setting up Boscia to then square it for Quaison. Um, so that was a really nice goal. And yeah, it could have been that Minds went up and picked up two two wins in a row. That would have been great for them. But Hoffenheim did come back into it, and obviously um, another good impact uh, by Sessignon to to get an assist and. Um, yeah, it's an important, actually, point for Hoffenheim, because if Mainz had won, then Hoffenheim really would have been sucked into, to well, like maybe a bottom seven, really. There, there's a lot of teams that are now starting to get quite compacted together. So it was quite uh, a vital point in the end for Hoffenheim. But yeah, not a great game. 1-1. One, one. Both teams take a point point, move on
1: absolutely yeah so that's the end of our week nine review so let's have a look now ahead to week 10 which is taking place between friday and uh, monday of next week so let's have a look at petrie and pundit predict let's have a look at our scores on the doors for next week so over to you rory
0: yeah let's do it Um, so A quick update on the scores. So before match week nine, it was 3-2 to me. uh, And after this weekend's results, I narrowly have ousted Mark in match week nine. So it's 4-2 to me now, um, thanks to the Hoffenheim goal late on pretty much. That was why I won, Um, as I predicted a 1-1 draw. So yeah, let's swiftly move on to our predictions for match week 10, um, as I'm sure Mark will be desperate to get that's points back. Um, so very quickly uh, on to the Friday game which is the Berlin Derby. So very, very exciting game on Friday night. Hopefully it lives up to it. I'm going to say a 2-1 away victory for Union Berlin. Mark, what do you reckon about this one? I'm actually going
1: to agree with you on that game. Yeah, I've gone for a 2-1 <laughs> Union win because I, I, you, I think everybody who watches this show knows about my opinion of Hertha's home form.
0: <laughs> yeah. Very good. Uh are moving on to the Saturday, Saturday afternoon kickoffs. We've got Freiburg hosting Munchen Gladbach. Uh I believe it will be a close game, naturally, because of Munch and Gladbach having to back up European efforts, but I still think they'll just about win two one.
1: Yeah, I've gone for a one-old draw in this game. I think Gladbach are a significantly better side than Freiburg, but I just think like they've not got the biggest squad, and I'm gonna go for a one-old draw.
0: Mm. Very good. Um, There's also an afternoon game between Frankfurt and Borussia Dortmund, which promises to be quite an exciting game, I believe. Uh, And I've pinned it down as a 2-2 draw. Um, So, Mark, what do you think about that one?
1: Yeah, I've gone for a 3-2 Dortmund win. I think we're on the same lines of thinking, but I just think it's very rare that Dortmund or Bayern go two games without a win. So I just think Dortmund will nick it 3-2
0: very good uh there's also a couple of other afternoon games so firstly uh arminia host mines in a you know a scrap at the bottom um i do believe it probably won't be the most uh enticing or exciting games but i think the points will be shared 1-1
1: yeah i've actually gone for a 2-1 win for uh mines actually yeah I, i just think things are changing for them and they've got a bit more quality up top and I yeah. think for Biela, there's a lot riding on this. Probably more than there is for Mines, to be honest. And I just think Mainz will get a 2-1 win.
0: Very good. Um, and then the last afternoon kickoff is between um, now on on the board in terms of wins, uh, FC Cologne, and they host Wolfsburg. I'm beaten Wolfsburg. And I'm going for another draw, and I'm saying 1-1. Yeah, I've also gone 1-1 in this one. Yeah very good Uh, and then we've got a Saturday evening kickoff which promises probably to be the best game the weekend if if we get the exciting game that we hope we do uh, between Bayern Munich and RB Leipzig uh, facing off top of the table clash Um, yeah it'd be an interesting game this because obviously they're both in Europe both will have to back up whether they rest players in Europe whether they can afford to do that uh, it will be really interesting to see their lineups in Europe and indeed for this game. And I reckon it'll be 2-2. So, Mark, what do you reckon?
1: Yeah, I've actually gone for a 1-0 win for Bayern. Some might be surprised that I'm not predicting many goals, but I think there'll be chances. But I just think it's one of these. uh, It is a very big game. It's the top two at the end of the day. And I think Leipzig, they usually do okay in these games, but they never usually tend to get more than a point. So I'm just going to go for a 1-0 Bayern
0: win. Very good. Uh, On Sunday, we have Werder Bremen hosting VFB Stuttgart. Um, Yeah, interesting game this. I'm going to back the new boys, actually. I think they continue to play really well and um, I've got a bit of a soft spot for them as well, I must admit. So, I'm saying 2-1 to the away side.
1: Uh, Wow, I think that's three scores we've gone the same on. Yeah, I've also gone for a 2-1 win to
0: Stuttgart. I I think the duo (laughs) win, yeah. Yeah. Very good. Um, And then there's also a second Sunday game and it's struggling Schalke hosting uh, unbeaten uh, so far Leverkusen. Um, I do think it will be a close game. I think Schalke will produce um, a much more competitive game, but I still think the away side will win 2-1. Yeah, I've gone for
1: 3-1. I think the fact that it's like a local derby as well, the two teams are nearby, will force Leverkusen to probably rest players midweek and go for the win in that game. So 3-1 Leverkusen.
0: Yep, indeed. And then the last game is another Monday night game. So yeah, a long match, match week 10, next weekend coming, which is Hoffenheim hosting Augsburg. And um, with the extra day's rest, I think Hoffenheim will just about have enough to win. So I'm saying 2-0 to the home side
1: i'm going for a one all there i think there's just something missing from hoffenheim at the minute and i think they yeah. probably need to, like rest players in the europa league to to avoid a really bad run in the in the league to be honest
0: very good well that brings uh a close to petrie and pundits predict so me and mark have obviously gone for a couple of uh, similar predictions so we'll have to see who comes out on top next weekend. Um and then so we're just gonna very quickly close off with Bundesliga Fakten mit Rory. So that's basically Bundesliga Fats with me. Rory. Um so I'm just gonna drop the one this weekend and I have to basically give it to the guys who have pulled off the big shock of the weekend FC Cologne have ended their 18 game winless streak in the Bundesliga this weekend with a fantastic win over Borussia Dortmund. Who would have thought that would have come at the start of the weekend? So, yeah, very well done. Uh, I'm sure uh, all the FC Cologne fans would have been desperate to end that long run. So, very well done to them. So, that is Bundesliga factor mid-rory, done and dusted. And that, indeed, also brings an end to this week's show. Um, There's been another really entertaining weekend's worth of Bundesliga action and uh, we look forward to next week with some really enticing games naturally the uh the shape of the league is really starting to take take hold now and um, we're seeing what is now going to be um, a very interesting relegation battle and hopefully a very exciting title race as things develop um so thank you all for watching along again and um, so if you're not a subscriber already to over the bar please do subscribe. There's all sorts of things coming from the channel uh, and there's going to be all sorts more coming from us too. Myself and Mark, we're going to be on your screens all the time soon with all our shows coming out. So yeah, please do click the red button to subscribe and do so if you're listening on an audio platform. Leave us a rating and review so that we know how we're getting on. Um, Over to you, Mark, to finish off as always. Indeed, yes.
1: Yeah. So as Rory said, make sure you subscribe because we've got more and more stuff coming for you over the next few weeks. Yeah, let's also have a look at the our Twitter as well, which is really, really important for all of you football fans out there because you can see anything football related, anything. We have other shows also on the League One show as well. Check that out as well. So, yeah, anything uh, related to football about Bradford City, we've had, we've had articles, yeah about the National League, about the Eredivisie in the Netherlands. So just about anything you want. And also check out our brilliant website as well, where you can see links to all of our shows and articles and uh, everything else. So, yeah, so thanks a lot for joining us again. It's been a pleasure. Uh, We look forward to um, the next show next week for what is sure to be another really entertaining Bundesliga week. So, yeah, it's time to sign out. Goodbye, guys is